Chicago. Um, I'm doing an audition for a stand-up thing, and I'm in Jamaica for the New York auditions. So I uh, I said I would do the Chicago one instead. So I am flying to Chicago to do a stand-up audition. Wow, that's commitment. Commitment to the craft. I am an artist before anything else. That's how I feel about gambling. Oh, I'm okay for now. Thank you. Good. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna. It's like a three-day trip. It'll be really fun. Okay, that's good. But I'm excited. I really like Chicago. I'm nervous though because the cold here is really cold. This is like frightening. It's the really way bad. That it's frozen over like a little little ice cube. I know. Welcome like to Basic that. Training, a podcast for people that need help. And a podcast for people that need family help. <laughs> wait, okay, so you went you were at Vegas. Wait, I have to so you were in Vegas from Friday to Wednesday. Friday to Wednesday. So I five did, days. I did a residency. Okay. Saturday, I had Saturday, a Monday. Vegas yeah, residency. That's too long. My friends met me there for my friend's birthday Very for the sweet. first two and a half, three days. Are these mostly LA people and that's why it's like a quick trip or? Well, they're actually, they were, it's complicated. They're LA and New York people. They're people totally. from LA like me. They live in New York. They were visiting LA. They like came there on the way back, whatever. So my mom though, you know, she was like, you're going to come all the way over this way. Oh, you're not sure. going to see me. And I was like, good point. I'll meet you in Vegas. She was sort of like, I haven't, she hasn't spent any money since the pandemic. That's like her claim to fame. She like just doesn't, right, she's she's like, I want to splurge. I'll get the nice hotel. Did and you stay at the Bellagio? We stayed at the Wynn. Oh, I have this weird thing that like, I don't know why I just decided at the first, the one time I went to Vegas, but like, I have this thing that like, when I have like real disposable income, I have this like thing where I have to stay at the Bellagio. Really? I can't explain it. I know it's like tacky and gaudy, but it's just like when I have the money to be able to like- Everything's tacky and gaudy. Too. I know, I just like wanna eat two nights at the Bellagio. Okay. I don't know why. And I know, like I've been inside the Bellagio. I've been, I spent time there. I know it's like, whatever. There are nicer things you can get for that amount of money, but like, I really wanna do it. Maybe just one night. Okay, yeah, that's that's your opulence. That's your <laughs> thing. That's your, you wanna see the fountain, I Okay, but it. so your mom was the, the second half of the trip. Yeah, my mom was a second half, and I'm now an expert on all things Vegas, and I can tell you every single thing. I know the city like the back of my fucking hand. I can tell you everything about Vegas, but the strip, and everything right? about roulette, and everything about blackjack. Wow. I'm, I, I'm. Were really, you gambling a lot? I was gambling like there was no fucking tomorrow. Did you win big? Are you kidding? Do I look like <laughs> I fucking won big? <laughs> look at me. Does this look like someone who won big? Um, honestly, think, if you think I'd be sitting here all? right now, wait, um. Did you, was the wind sick? I've been inside the wind too, but like never the rooms or anything. There, this is the thing about expensive stuff in Vegas. I just, they will do anything to squeeze another dollar out of you, which we know, but like it comes to a point. I believe that paying for luxury at a place like that should absolve you of certain little things that are annoying. And like the luxury should be like, a slightly later checkout if I want it or like yeah. you know oh, a couple fucking peanuts in the room that I don't have to pay $25 for this place was like Guantanamo like they were they were tight about like if I picked up a fucking M&M from my room there was a sensor and if in 30 seconds I didn't put it down they charged me $25 one time I was in my friend's parents hotel room and I knocked that thing over and we had it was like playing perfection where we had to put everything, yeah, back, put everything back before the timer before the timer charges you it's like you're I've, we couldn't use our mini fridge no see, they had it already stocked and they would weigh it if we put something in there and they would sense it like are you kidding no that's fucking annoying we asked for like we had to check out at noon on a wednesday we're like who the fuck is checking in at 12 30 on a wednesday we can say so we called down and we're like hi 
do you mind if we, you know, whatever, um, stay another hour or two? And they're like, no, you got to get out of there right at 12. At 11.58, they're knocking on the door. Like, this sucks. I just, I feel no, like- No, that's annoying. Paying for, uh, so a ho- the hotel was very nice, but like the service and whatever, I just feel like something that you're paying for when you pay for the nice, quote unquote, nice hotel in Vegas is yeah. like- customer service and caring about you a little bit more and they it's, just did it's it. always hard in like a place like that where it's like it is truly like a like a constant revolving door of people and like yeah like it's just it it's like disney where it's like there's so much volume yeah that like the luxury can only be so nice yeah, you know what i mean exactly and then like the only people who are getting the service you're talking about are like the people paying like the billionaire prices because right. like there's that many the volume is just so big yeah, they just want it's you to so crazy. pay more and more and more and more. I just, I and I did. I lost so much money and I was having, <laughs> here's the thing. Like everyone was like, oh my God, Talia, just stop playing. Because I don't bet big money. I don't go in like the crazy high No, you're paying like two limit. to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably took out a total of $400 and lost most of it. But I, I would say on a five-day Vegas trip, that's like a rare, and if, I mean, everyone's budget's different, but like if you take out 400 bucks for a five-day trip and say like, this is what I'm gambling, I think that's like a reasonable I amount. think that's very reasonable. I knew I love to gamble. I love Also, I would say gambling. the vast majority of people who would go there are spending that much on drinks and you probably weren't spending that I much. was not yeah. spending that. There you go. Exactly. So thank you for rationalizing my addiction. I <laughs> really have a gambling problem, but it's not like Did I Did you know before it. this trip? I knew, like I, I hadn't played in a very long time, but I knew that the last time I was like in front of a machine, I- Really liked it. I love the slots, but my thing is lottery tickets. Oh, I, I don't like the slots. Oh, I love the slots and I love scratch offs. Okay. Like I buy when I if I have cash in Manhattan, I'm buying scratch offs. For me, the odds are too small on those things. I need more control. And if anybody is looking to get into gambling, let's inspire our half high school. So you followers. do roulette and you do blackjack? I do roulette and blackjack the most. And I love it. And I also really love the virtual roulette and blackjack because it feels like A for blackjack, it there's a little bit of math that you have to do and I don't like to have to do the math it does the math for me on the machine and there's a dealer for both games and I feel less intimidated when I know I hear that yeah totally but the games also the problem with those is that they are undeniably a little bit rigged like you can't there's no way that they're gonna let you win a bunch of times living in the real world with with dice and cards that like just at the end of the day, yeah. there is just like the odds are within the cards, which it's still the odds are really stacked against you. But there's no digital element. There's that could, no like, re- digital. Yeah, like the digital saying. element is like I've won five times in a row. I knew I'm like, they're going to take it back now. Like I can't. Yeah. You need the the art of gambling is knowing when to quit, which is something I've never been good at in any context in my life. Yeah. Quitting while I'm ahead is not my thing. I must try for the chance for the morsel of, of opportunity. And I... Really love it. But okay, so I'm not into I'm not interested in losing more than a hundred dollars or something. I like to bet little small things. Yeah, totally. And to me, the game itself is quite fun. Like I really enjoy playing even if I lose or break even. So I'm like essentially paying a hundred bucks to just sit at this thing. I would sit there till like five of the morning. But it's funny because didn't we talk recently like you you hate non gambling card games, right? Oh, I hate all kinds of board I hate games that involve other people where I have to rely on oh, them and wait sure. for them to make a turn. I have to be able to go when I want to go, which is why blackjack is nice because it's like- it's I feel me. like there are some card games I could teach you where like it's not waiting your turn. Like you, like people are taking turns, but you are playing while they're taking their turns. Like you can react to them. So you right. are like engaged. I, I wonder if you yeah. would enjoy those. But it was regardless, uh, guys, if you've never gambled, do it and start your addiction. And I promise you, think of me. So let's and talk about, I it. saw- I did see you on stage with the chain smokers. Yeah, I learned a lot of things in Vegas. I learned 
for one, the wind kind of sucks, and all things that cost that much money will never. The I did think you. the flower displays in the wind were insane. It's a very beautiful yeah. hotel, but like you're sure. you're going to be very like upset and uncomfortable the whole time because you're always yeah. going to be pissed off about something. But the other things I learned, oh, I got way better at blackjack, and the chain smokers are two hot guys. Who knew? I had no idea that they were two hot guys. I, yes, I think someone recently told me I looked like one of them and I don't think it's true, but. Um, With the shaved head, I guess you can, your style kind of resembles. Um, the taller one. Drew. No, the shorter one. I was told I looked like the taller one, oh. which I don't really think I, I do. I see that. Yeah, no, me neither. But they're both sexy. And um, you would think that we got some kind of like cool influencer like that's how we got back up. there. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, were you, were you hooking up with one of them?" No, my friend's mom went to college with one of their moms. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love that. It's literally, a mom it. That's it so was funny. a mom hookup. So they were like, "Yeah, come on stage and dance behind us." Yes, like the guy was texting. Like we were all so excited that he was like texting us, like come over. But it was like a family friend, like a favor that he was doing to his mom. And like the whole time we were there, we kept remembering that my friend's mom had visited Vegas before. Here's what happens. When you have these residencies, it's actually insane. It's like a Black Mirror episode. You, f they, None of them stay in Vegas. None of them stay in Vegas. This is like what Adele is doing and all of the weekend performers are doing. They have a Friday or a Saturday slot. Right, and they fly private. They fly. They send them a plane. They fly from LA to there, and then they fly back. And yeah. they just party like crazy that night and whatever and fly back at like 5 in the morning or something. And my friend's mom had done the whole ordeal with them. Like she went with her friend. Is the it, the Chainsmokers residency is like a nightclub. Is it like a concert or is it like they DJ at a nightclub? It's it's like a nightclub. Like there's no seats or anything. Right, right, right. It's, it's a party. Fun. It's a party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And great job, by the way, to them. I really was like Where is so it into it. It was at a, it was at the win. It was at Excess oh, at the win. Oh, okay. And we got to be behind the booth and we went to their room and stuff. And uh, the whole time, that whole day, I remember walking around the hotel thinking like, you know, I feel like one of the better looking people in this hotel. Like I was like, <laughs> I look really good and I haven't seen a hot girl in ages and I'm not complaining. Like it's always a nice feeling. But we were turning heads in the casino. Granted, the heads were 60 year old men who yeah, were like yeah. sitting with their bloodshot eyes at the slot machines for six hours. But we were turning some heads. And I'm thinking like, where are all the beautiful Vegas clubbing girlies during the day they're asleep during the day they're asleep i didn't realize that during the night they're in the chain smokers room <laughs> and i we walked into the chain smoker suite feeling like the shit and then we're immediately introduced to like margot robbie essentially yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. hi she was so cute we bonded with her and it wasn't margot robbie it was someone who looked no, like it her. was yeah, it yeah. was a lookalike of margot robbie yeah, yeah and she was so lovely beautiful Margaret Bobby. Like, yes, exactly. Margaret Bobby. She beautiful girls who are like strikingly beautiful. Uh -huh. They're so nice. I think it's because people are too intimidated to talk to them, so they're like excited to make friends. Also, I think that like they've experienced a lower level of cruelty in this life usually. Yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. They're more trusting. But they were she yeah. was so sweet. There was she brought a friend too. And I'm thinking like, oh, that must be one of their girlfriends. Like their girl of the week. Like they have like a they have a different Margaret Robbie every single week. Yeah. But this girl was so sweet. We're like dancing with her and she was cradling my friend like in her arms who got so drunk. We're oh just like God. slow dancing to the chain smokers. <laughs> and I remember we, she looked <laughs> she looked so much older than us. And she was just so elegant and beautiful. And my friend, she was like, 
so whose birthday is it? And she was like, oh, my, I'm turning 25. And the girl goes, oh, my God, same. Like, she was the same age oh as us. God. She was just so much more mature. That's so funny. And beautiful. But, um, yeah, we just, we had a really great time. And uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah, so the chain smokers. So we got to go to that. I went to the buffet with my mom. Delicious. I love, there's something I love more than, like, eating for a sport like that i trained for that like an olympic match like i did not you should eat. go to the um have you ever been to the all you can eat asian places in like um in like k-town oh i need to go to one of those yeah i mean my friend went once it's like every asian cuisine like there's hot pot there's sushi there's ramen oh, there's that. like there's like thai food that's and like, what i want you can just go wherever and it's like it's so crazy that's what a buffet is for yeah. my mom and I just sat there making fun of people who were going to like the fucking Mexican station at the buffet. Like, are you crazy? First of all, there's every cuisine ever and there's like crab legs and lobster claws and like this insane, like, I don't know, fucking cheeses like up the ass. And like, you're going to get chips and salsa and nachos. Like you're crazy. Also, Mexican food is one of those things that is objectively better, the cheaper and simpler it is. Like yeah. it shouldn't be gourmet really. You're going to get the best taco of your life at like, on the street yeah 100%. so like you're going to a buffet to get like and also i don't think that buffets are about quality it's about quantity it's it's not the best food you've ever had it's like the amount of it and the and the variety yeah. of it. and like watching these people like crowd around like the bread like the pizza station and the and the see, mexican I feel station more like, see like the mexican station i feel like there could be some dishes i could be excited by i do kind of feel that way about the pizza there station. were some taquitos in there and i was like all right i'll give them that but like, like the pizza station i'm kind of like yeah if there's like crab legs available it's like why are you eating pizza today babe? i saw people walking away with a, che a plain cheese pizza a thing of nachos rice and beans i'm like i know but hello some people just like that's like the food they own that's like the only food they eat it's really wild. I get it, but I, I don't it's know. It's really I'll, crazy. Something about picky eaters like that. We've talked like, about that. It's, yeah. it's so fucking weird to me. Like, I know, I'll it's never really understand it. I get that it's like a very personal. Yeah, it's like know. a thing. There's another thing that I also would like to offer a critique about. We'll see if we want to take this conversation to the next level or not. Well, wait, what was it? Oh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, on the subject of eating a ton. Uh-huh. And people who don't like to eat a ton. Uh-huh. I keep seeing this like trend of people making videos like i'm why won't she admit that she's on ozempic blah 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 about different celebrities or for oh, celebrities sure. like why won't they just say it it's not your business well here's what i think i don't give a fuck but like i don't know why we're harassing people to admit that they're on ozempic like don't be so purposefully dense you know when they're on ozempic and it's very easy to tell and i'll give you the trick when someone lost weight through like pure working their fucking ass off and dieting and like making their life kind of a lot harder in order to lose a mass amount of weight, they will not ever shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> it is a rule that if you've been to the gym once in your life before 6 a.m., you cannot shut up about it for six fucking weeks. Everyone in the world knows when someone is on a crazy fucking diet and lost 30 pounds, they start a career out of it. They make a podcast out of it. They start selling their routine on Instagram. They literally are obsessed with coaching people to get the the workout regimen that they did. If someone's on Ozempic, it's my body is the least interesting thing. <laughs> I just don't this know why you keep so asking. And I like I get it, but this was a really personal journey for me, and I want to keep this between myself and my body. Both are fine. But stop pretending you don't know who's on fucking Ozempic. If somebody lost 50 pounds in a month yeah. by hard work alone, they will never shut 
up about it. Right. Ever. The only thing I the only thing the only time I think it's like fucked up, I guess, would be is if you were do if you were saying the one thing and doing the other. If you yes. were like, here's like I'm selling my diet and workout plan, but you're on Ozempic. Right. Like I guess that is fucked up. But otherwise it's like when people are like needing to know, it's like really strange to me. Like I've had I've They lo- don't need to know. They just want to see you admit it. Like they want to shame you. I've had I've been I've had m- multiple people accuse and or ask me if I'm on Ozempic. Isn't that I feel like and I don't think I've lost that much weight. I've like, no. I think I've like slightly toned up a little bit, yeah. but I've got, or I've received multiple DMs being like, it's usually in response to a clip from the podcast. It's like, right. if I'm looking good and I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm not, first of all, I'm like, thanks for thinking I can even afford it. It's right. so expensive. Um, but it's like people, it seems like people are like, I think it, I, to me, it feels like it's people seeing someone else like lose weight. And then that makes them feel self-conscious. Like, I want to lose weight and I haven't done it. So then they are being like, but you cheated, right? Because that'll make me feel right, right. Right. And it's like, but also it's like not cheating. It's like, okay, these medica- these medications exist now. If you want to take them, take them. If you don't, don't. The funniest argument, first of all, it's so sweet that people are like telling you. And my mom is like, hugs me this weekend. She goes, what, have you, have you gotten it yet? I, she's like Stop. feeling me. She's oh like, God. did you get it yet? I, my mom would flip her. We've talked about this. I have the opposite of an almond mom. I have, what did we call her? Like a. The cheese. Oh, like, the almond buttercup. noodles, yeah. Almond, muddle, on an, almond buttercup. My mom. mom's like, she'll eat, she ate at the buffet with me and whatever, but like at the end of the day, she really does like value tiny bodies. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. anyways, um, just, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Before we move on. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, we need to start calls. Okay, so huge news for our listeners. Did you know that you can support basic training and at the same time eat chef crafted, dietitian approved meals by checking out? factormeals.com slash basic training 50 and using the code basic training 50 to get 50% off factor provides delicious ready to eat meals that are designed like I said before by a chef you can either throw them in the microwave or throw them in the oven I love that because I, I don't have a microwave which is not like a choice I made to be like cool it just doesn't fit in my kitchen so I was very happy to see that you could throw them in the oven as well they have calorie smart options protein plus options keto options you can change it up every week which is something I really love you can change your schedule if you're like going on vacation you can pause you can move your deliveries it's a really flexible system and we, they have done the math if you sign up for factor it is less expensive than takeout and every meal is again dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious okay head to factormeals.com slash basic training 50 and use code basic training 50 to get 50 percent off that's code basic training 50 at factormeals.com slash basic training 50 to get 50 percent off oh yeah before we start calls i just want to recommend one thing about vegas i went to magic mike live i've heard it's incredible I didn't think that it would be so moving for me because I personally prefer my celebrity crushes like the dad from Roseanne. Like I don't like guys that are like chiseled this way. Yeah. I <laughs> something was awakened in me. And like I also was having a very special night. Like I had won a whopping $25 at Roulette and I had that little chip burning a hole in my bag. I was like so excited about it. Wore a little cheetah print dress. Okay. We went to Magic Mike yep. in a limo. By the way, my friend's mom just like dished it out for her birthday. Like, oh, so it. nice. So we went to Magic Mike and I selected one man that I was like, that's the one that I like out of all of them. He had like a nice brunette, you know, you know, my classic. Yeah, he was yeah. like brunette. Yeah, that's basically it. He was brunette. And <laughs> he was brunette and like could have passed for a Jew. And he was just mm, he came right to me. There you go. And he danced on me. There you go. And he did that thing where you put the hands, he put my hands behind his neck and I had to drag them down his body. 
And when I tell you my friends wouldn't stop making fun of me because I could not stop sniffing my hand the whole fucking way. <laughs> That's so funny. Everywhere we went, Jake, I'm like, we're like playing roulette after. You're like Molly Shannon Superstar. Like, <laughs> I couldn't stop smelling so my funny. hand. I think it, my, I made my friends smell it. I was like, what scent is this? I need to buy it. They were like, they think it was Santal basil or something. I don't know, man. The guy smelled Magic so Mike good. Magic Mike wearing Santal. I was going to guess like Axe chocolate. I, <laughs> I don't know. It was hot glass in there. And I, what was I thinking? Oh, no, just like something about, uh, first of all, I'm such a fucking creep. I'm like one of those guys who falls in love with his stripper. Okay, wait, should we start calls? <laughs> yeah. Let's start calls. <laughs> his name was David. God. Okay. My stripper, David. My Stripper David. That's like the name of your romance movie. <laughs> My Stripper David. I will never forget him. I, I also FaceTime my boyfriend in the bathroom of the strip club. Wow. I'd be like, hey, I'm so committed to you, man. But I love this. I'm, I'm in love, love with the strip club. But I'm in love with the stripper. She ride and she Okay. Talia, hi Jake. So I'm in Mexico right now, so I'm sending this as a voice note thing, but I have a very, very pressing issue that I literally need so much help. So for context, I'm 18 and I'm a senior in high school. So basically a couple days ago on New Year's Eve, I was at one of my guy friends' house and we were like all in the hot tub. And then once it hit midnight, everyone like kind of got out and like went inside and like went to bed and stuff, except for me and this like one other guy. And so background information on the guy, I've gone to school with him for like three years and we've literally never had a class. We've like never even spoken, but I'd been drinking like a little bit on New Year's Eve. So we like started talking. I was in no means like blacked out or like even really drunk, just like a little like loose, you know? Um, and so he was sober cause like he doesn't drink, but anyway, me and this guy ended up staying in the hot tub until 5am, literally just the two of us just like talking about ourselves and like telling stories about our lives and like listening to each other and like all of that stuff, but not hooking up or anything. And so then at like 5am, he's like, we should go inside and like find somewhere to sleep. And I'm like, like, you know, like, yeah. And so we get out of the hot tub. Also forgot to mention, we're like both in our underwear. And <laughs> so we go inside, um, and we go to like, um, our friend's guest room and we get in the bed and he literally has his armor on me and we're like holding hands but somehow we're still not hooking up and the entire night passes and we never hook up we literally just sleep in the bed together like holding hands and so obviously i'm now thinking that like he's not that into me right because like if you put a high school boy literally in a bed with any girl he's even remotely attracted to he would hook up with her i feel like and like I told my friend all about it and she was like, oh no, like it's actually a good thing that like he didn't try to hook up with you because it means he like must really like you and like respect you and like care about you. But like, honestly, I don't know if I agree with that. And because he like hasn't contacted me since it's been like two days. And so I'm like, he must not be that into me. Also like insanely coincidentally, I actually saw him at the airport this morning and we like both made eye contact and we like smiled at each other, but that was literally it. And maybe like once break is over and like we go back to school, like things will be different, but like, I like maybe he'll try to talk to me at school but like I don't feel like he will and so anyway my question is should I accept the night for like what it was and enjoy like the memory like holding hands and like talking and all that stuff and just like leave it in the past because I feel like he's clearly not that interested in me or am I like cutting this off too quickly and like jumping to conclusions and assuming that he's not interested just because he's like not reaching out I feel like that's a fair assumption though but I don't really know and I really really need help so please give me advice okay I love you both bye 
Girl, make a move. I say make a move. Come on. Make a move. He was being like, he was probably like, I want to make sure that this like girls, like it sounds to me like he was probably just like really wanting to make sure that things were kosher. Yeah. And like, girl. You're right about the, I, you're slightly wrong about what you said about high school boys. And if they're in bed with a girl that they're remotely attracted to, they're going to hook up with her. I think that high school boys would fuck anyone that they're remotely attracted to. And they're thinking about it. But they're not going to make the move. They're so fucking scared. They're everyone is boys. I think that they're very they have a lot less confidence than we give them credit for. You know what I mean? High school boys. The number of times I look back on there are like I cannot tell you the number of times I can look back on in my like teenage years and early 20s where I was like so nervous that someone was going to reject me or didn't like me. And now in hindsight, I'm like they were literally they were so down. To hook up with they me. were so down. Yeah. Like, just shoot your shot. And if the person says no, stop. But, like, shoot your shot. Yeah. You saw him at the airport and smile. Walk over and say hi. And take your shirt. No, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, make a move, babe. I just think you you sound fucking confident and you know what you want and you're getting pissed off. There's nothing hotter than, like, put on the moves. Like, make yeah. a, be confident and be like, so are you going to kiss me or what? Like, and what's the worst that could happen? He's already he's interested. Regret in rejection is gonna hurt less than regret. You're gonna yeah, but I don't think she's gonna get rejected. I know, but I'm I'm saying more globally for like the rest of her life. It's like just like if you're in that situation, like if you are in that bed holding his hand, being like, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, kissy, kiss him. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. You can wait a second and see if you if you're like I'd prefer him to make the first move. I think that's hotter. But like, if yeah. you, sometimes you got to make it happen. And you have that whole high school boy thing on your side, even yeah. if he doesn't really like you. He'll, he won't reject you like by pushing you off. He'll be like, all right. Sure. He'll kiss and then he'll like ghost you or something, which isn't good. But like you're if you're afraid of like leaning in for the kiss and he's going to be like, ew, get off me. He's a high school boy. Yeah. It's he's going to be, be psyched that you're kissing him. I think it's going to be fine. A hundred percent. OK, next I call. Think, yeah, just just this was an easy one you need to be a little bit more confident. Have fun in Mexico. Boy. I hope you have fun in Mexico. I want to go to Mexico City so bad. Me too. That reminded me so much of a time in um. In high school, I had this crush that like consumed me for a lot of high school. And um, I remember we like, I'm trying to open this thing. I, there was a party that we were both at where I was looking for my phone in the room, like in a dark room and I couldn't find it. It was like in some beanbag chairs. Uh -huh. And he came in to try and help me, quote unquote, with the phone. And he was like, I'm sorry, you can't find your phone. I'm like, that's okay. And he was like, want a hug? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, this is the moment we're totally going to make out. And I just leaned in like we went in for a hug and we just hugged. Tough. <laughs> Tough. Being like, does he not like me? Yeah, then he like tough. texted me after and was like, hey, oh, <laughs> I was God. Like, this guy. And Ugh. anyways, now I'm 25 and I look back and I'm like, damn, we could have had a hot make out in there. Yeah. If I had only just been a little bit more confident than like yeah. the 18 year old boy. No one's less confident than that. But, so do you think he wanted to fuck me? Not uh, fuck me. Do you think he wanted to hook I, up with me? Absolutely. I always like, I wonder why he didn't do it. Hi, Tal and Jake. I love your podcast. So I want to like tell a kind of funny story and also ask your opinion on something. <laughs> Another accent! We International guys! <laughs> okay, go. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> Croissant. You're so upset at me. <laughs> so I had this friend like a couple years ago and we were like 16 and we had been like fighting and disagreeing for a while 
And then one, one day we finally like broke off our friendship. And so it wasn't in person. It was like over text mm-hmm. message. So I unfollowed her on all social media as you do. But then on Instagram, her profile was private and I forgot to unlike <laughs> the pictures. So I requested again. She accepted me. I unliked all of her pictures and then I unfollowed her. That's and crazy. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's kind of funny. It's very petty. I wouldn't do it again. It was kind of mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind so of funny. funny. And so I want to ask, like, what's your etiquette on that kind of stuff? Like, when you break up a friendship, like, do you unfollow them? Do you keep following them? Do you block them? Do you just ignore them? Like, what do you usually do? Thank you. Love the podcast. Bye. I feel like you and I, I've, so I've never had, I've had friends drift away. I have personally been fortunate enough and truly knock on all the wood. I have not had a friendship breakup. Like I have not had like a, we fight and now we are no longer friends situation. Yeah. The only people I've had to block on social media are like people who have been like creepy. Yeah. And it honestly hasn't been that many. I've been very fortunate. Um, I had, if the person really wronged me. And they know it. Yeah. I just unfollow. Unfollow and that's it. And it feels kind of good too. I'm a muter. I've yeah. muted a good number of people. I will say with the unfollow, I think that like, I think that I'm always like a life is long person. And like, even though you're so mad at this person in the moment, like if you unfollow them and then like come back and you forgive or you realize maybe you, oh, I don't feel the way I used to, or maybe I was being unfair. The fact that you have to like follow them again, which just like will remind everyone of the time when you unfollowed. I'm kind of like save yourself the trouble. If it's someone who you're like, I don't fuck with this person at all and I never will because of what they did, maybe unfollow. But I don't know. Don't you want to see when like something bad happens to them? (laughs) I want I don't even want to see because I feel like people don't post that kind of thing. But I have never understood the logic of block him. I want him to see when good things happen to me. Totally. But I do get when somebody is like severely like just kind of narcissist, like whatever traumatized you. I understand how like the most powerful thing you can do is completely remove access to you. But I think with just like a friendship, like you drifted apart, whatever. I never unfollow them. I'll mute them. I this actually happened recently. I um I got I had a really close friend in high school and we didn't ever have a falling out. We just drifted apart. And I remember like debating, do I unfollow her or whatever? And I didn't. And we recently just reconnected and like, it's been really fun. And I just keep thinking about how awkward it would have been if I unfollowed her because I was like sick of her in 12th grade. I don't know. I just, I think, but like, I I just think that if somebody wrongs you and you know, you're never going to see them again, fuck it. Like cut them off. I also had an experience where in college, I was so heartbroken over this guy. He had a new girlfriend that I was friends with and it just broke my fucking heart. Mm -hmm. But I had too much pride to unfollow them or like show in any way. Like I'm a big fan of the, you'll never see that you affected me. Yeah, 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 classic. So I wouldn't show them by unfollowing them that I didn't care. But oh my God, I lived in fear of seeing a photo of them together. It was so, so scary and like You muted them though, right? I muted them, but I felt that muting them made me more inclined to go and check you know what i mean because they weren't gonna pop up when i mute someone it's because like either i find their their stories like really annoying actually that's pretty much all it is yeah like if i find someone like i think of one person who like actually like whenever i see them they're like perfectly nice but like i there was a period of time where like i was finding them really insufferable online i was like just gonna mute them yeah like i just yeah it'll when i see people who are like starting 
they're making me get so annoyed with them that I want to like make a snarky comment. I need to like uh, mute them and get rid of them. But no, these these this couple was so awful for me to see. Yeah. And I was so afraid of the day that I would open up and scream and see it. And I knew in that state, it would like be etched in my mind forever, the photo totally. of them. And I had so much pride and I didn't want to unfollow them because I was like, you never get to see. I wish I had more of the caller's confidence of just like follow, unlike everything and fucking unfollow. Like, I don't give a fuck. I totally if I had unfollowed them sooner, I would have healed faster. And to this day, I've never seen a picture of them together, by the way. Would so, it hurt you today? I don't think so. But it's like it's one of those things I needed to do. I was like, I cannot have them totally. in my I can't see that. Oh, I did unfollow someone when we broke up, but we were never really dating. It was like when I was, this was like over 10 years ago. Um, it was like someone I was seeing long distance for a couple years. And I think, and like he was older mm -hmm. and I was like way more into it than I think he was. And when, ooh, when that ended, I think I, I like unfollowed on everything cause I didn't want to see him cause I was like upset. Yeah. But I, and I guess it worked because I truly you completely forgot about right. him until now. You just forgot. I don't uh, know. Yeah, but I think I think I unfollowed him. I don't think I still follow him. I think the the thing you got to do is just like follow what feels right in this situation. Yeah, I think with breakups it's different because it could hurt, and I also think that like if you were to reconnect as friends later, it would be whatever. But yeah. with the friendship breakup, I'm like mute. I think mute. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, call three. Let's do it. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. From Vogue, The Run-Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture, with Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture, and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe, with voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run-Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run-Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minaldi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. Love the pod. Um, I'm going to get right to it. Mm. I have a question about um, a work situation. So um, for reference, like I work in healthcare, um, and I have had a few people make comments to me about my weight. And I'm not, like, for, like, perspective, like, I'm not, like, I know I'm, like, heavy and, like, I'm fat, okay? We'll just say it. I had a baby, like, a year ago, and since then, my body just hasn't been the same, you know? And I had someone that I'm kind of, like, cool with say to me the other day, like, oh, I saw, you know, I found your TikTok, and I almost, like, didn't believe it was you because you were so skinny. And at first, I was, Who like, would oh, say like, haha, you know, it's funny. But then I thought about it later, and I'm, like, that's kind of fucked up. And only a couple of days later, someone that I don't even really know, but just kind of found me and was like, oh, hey, look at you. Like, you're having a baby. I know. I was in horror. Um, and I said, no, I'm not. And you know what he said? He said, you're lying. And I said, um, no, I'm not lying. Um, but that's kind of rude. And he just like brushed past me. He goes, oh, okay, well, wh whatever. 
And I'm like, and, you know, I was kind of like in shock. And, like, other people heard it, and no one really said anything. But I was, like, kind of in horror, like, and embarrassed. And I said something to my manager, but I don't really think that she, like, thought it was crazy or anything. But, like, should I, like, tell someone else? Should I, like, go to HR or something? Because my feelings are very hurt. And I'm like, this is kind of, like, a crazy thing to say. And I don't really want to confront them because I'm just not a confrontational person. But it just really hurt my feelings. So what should I do? Love you. Bye. Love you, too. I'm sorry. Guys, like, do we have to re... So I guess this is true basic training. Like, yeah. we have to go back to the basics. Like, guys, like, you know you never ask someone if they're pregnant. Right? Never. Like, that's illegal. You that's a misdemeanor. You can't... You can't do it. You never are asking someone if they're pregnant. It's not happening. Yep. And then... The other one is almost worse. Oh, my God. I didn't recognize you on your TikTok because you were so skinny. That's cuckoo cuckoo. That's say. like the type of shit that I say to myself. It's when like, I look back at my own TikTok, but we can all can't embrace saying that to other people. Like, we can all like you can combat fat phobia and be body positive, but also acknowledge that like you still should not like make a comment on someone being fat or being big or their body in general. You just don't say that. It's such a flop. Okay, but you're not asking. Like, sorry, we just have to get that out there because it's so crazy. It's that bad. We, you're absolutely so, right to be offended, and it's bad. You're right to be pissed the fuck off. Yeah, but I have something controversial to say. I think that it will make it worse if you go to HR. Mm. I think that it will like actually make things a lot more awkward and worse. I it, believe that these people are so dumb. If they're this dumb, they'll make the mistake to your face again, and that's gonna be your opportunity to say, "Hey, why would are you crazy? Like, why would you say that to somebody?" But going to like essentially HR and like having them called into a meeting where it's like. You didn't say it to their face. You know what I mean? It'll make things really awkward. Yeah. So this is one of those situations where, like, you're right. I uh, I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't work with the guy that often, but it's like you just don't want this to happen again, part of me is, like, I would go to HR. And also, because also, like, your manager needs the wake-up call that, like, if an employee, because if an employee goes to you and is like, hey, like, Jack made a comment about my body. Like, your manager has to, like, nip that shit in the bud. Like, that's, like, a huge issue. And, like, as a manager, that's your job. Like, if two of your subordinates, one makes another comment about another person's body, I'm sorry, you have to say something. If your subordinate comes to you and says, I'm upset that this happened. Yes, of course. So it's, like... But I'm just saying it might not help that if she, if they say something. I know. I'm just saying, technically, I think you should because I think the man your manager needs to learn their lesson and this guy needs to stop. But then your practical application of like, what is it actually going to work? I think you're pro there's a chance you're right. I'm like, what would I do in that situation? And it's like, I know the Scorpio side of me. Like, I'm going to find a way to humiliate that guy in front of everyone. Like, there and it's going to be it's going to be a comment about like, it's going to be in a meeting and where I'm going to like reference it. Like, oh, like that time that Jack asked, Jack called me fat in front of everyone and no one did anything. Like, I would probably do something like right, that. Right. Like, which is like nasty a little bit, but also yeah. like it would be there's a there's a joy in life. For the moments where you, it is warranted for you to be nasty. Yes. There's a joy in that. We always that you can talk take, about yeah, that. Yeah. Like, like you have earned uh, being mean and nasty to Jack in a good slicing way. Yeah. And I think that like you should be excited about that and, and go for that when you can. Also, I named this guy Jack. I don't know what his name is. I, he sounds like a Jack. I, <coughs> the one thing I will say about the HQ, the HR or whatever. What are HR. The HR. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. I had a red eye this morning. I'm not feeling great. <laughs> I think that by 
with this guy being called into like an office and having some awkward conversation, 100%. here's what's going to happen. He's going to go around and tell the whole office that bitch like had me cut, like had a fucking HR meeting because I asked her if she was pregnant. Like, well, he's going to downplay it. He's going to make you seem crazy. I just don't think you should do it. It will not teach him a lesson. It will only let him know that you were upset about it and like make it make him have to endure an awkward conversation with HR. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get in trouble. And in fact, I bet the HR person's going to be like, look, we got to complain and blah, 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 blah. No, people only are affected by like true humility and like yeah. empathy and like being, you know, honest with them. I think that if you really want this person to like both feel the brunt of like how much they hurt your feelings, but also like change possibly the best way to do that is to next time he says something like that, be like, Hey, I don't, it really hurts me when you do that. And like, engage his human side and look him in the eye and say it from your face. I know it's really scary and hard or get mad. No, I guess like, or get mad too. I guess I'm like, I'm like, you're right. Like you are right. Like, like the more fun thing to do is to get mad and totally do it. But I think that your yeah. options are to either get mad in that funny way and humiliate him. Like Jake said, or be a little bit human and like try to engage with him and be like, this really hurt yeah. me. Why are you saying that? You either confront him face to face. But you don't do the HR thing. I think it will really backfire. Or you or you do like realistically what I feel like a lot of people would do is like not go to HR, tell everyone they like in the office when when the opportunity arises, like, you know what Jack said to me once? Yeah. And then they'll probably tell you the fucked up thing that Jack said to them. And then you're just sort of stirring the fire for everyone hating Jack. And then eventually, you know, he'll get the message or whatever. Smart. Um, you know what good. I mean? Like, that's like the thing. I feel like you. I learned this working in restaurants. It's like if like like we would get a new manager and I'd be like, oh, it's not going to work with them. You just you catalog everything they've done to you. And then the next time you're out with your coworkers, you just start bringing it up and then they all bring everything up and then everyone finds out what they did. And then the whole everyone will turn on them. And then that's and then a restaurant where everyone hates. Oh, I've taken down many a restaurant manager <laughs> in my day. I've worked with some real fucking pieces of shit in my day. Yeah. And I've made sure I've I've been I've I've been like. Like also, if you're good at your job, like if it gets to a point, sorry, this is like not really about her call anymore, but like I've definitely gotten to a point where I'm like, oh, I could just threaten to quit and say it's because of them. Sorry, I have to quit. Yeah. Sean sucks. That is the name of a manager I really hated. His name was Sean. Fuck Sean. You'll appreciate this. He was. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was. I forgot about this. I hated this guy. He was like, he like was explicitly racist. He was ah. so. He was just like a real piece of oh, shit. Oh, that's something you go to HR about. He was like, well, but not to me. And the people, it was, I actually found out about the racism thing after the fact because okay. it was like, it would happen behind closed doors yeah. and I didn't experience it, but I hated him for other reasons at the time. Um, but and he was like this little guy. He had like Napoleon syndrome for sure. Ugh. And one day I was just like, he was like ruining my day and he walked away and this, this manager who worked below him was like, you know, he played a trumpet when he was a kid. <laughs> And it like made everything make sense. <laughs> and it made me laugh. So, How did you even find that like, out? Like he brought it up once. And That's I was, so funny. Was like, yeah, he played the trumpet when he was a kid. I was like, yeah, that yeah. is correct. That is That'll do so, it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Should we do the last call? Hi, Jake and Talia. We love the pod. Uh, this is a two-person sister's call. So I am two years post-grad. And I'm a few months post-grad. And we're moving from Philly to San Diego in a week. And we just wanted some advice on how to put yourself out there when you move to a new city where you don't really have any friends. Um, also, we are living together in the same apartment. And with that, we obviously were sisters and friends. 
but we know it's a good idea to make your own set of friends so that we don't end up wanting to kill each other. So any advice you could give would be amazing, and we will be listening to the pod on the plane next week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Oh my God, congrats on the move. Woo! That's so exciting. I love them. Um. Okay, I have, I have thoughts. I don't think you need to worry about the making separate sets of friend groups already. I feel like the fact that you guys are moving with a built-in like friend wing person, you can go to restaurants and bars and parties not alone. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like that is such That's a so huge great. boost to like making it move somewhere easier. Don't like you guys can make your own friends like from having separate jobs and like doing whatever, but like start going out together the second you get there. Like you will naturally develop your own things because you probably have like a few different in- interests, like again different jobs like whatever like slight age difference like that will happen but like at the beginning like baby we're like like wingman each other into friends like as much as you can and just like put yourself out there like do i mean you guys are young you said like you're both both pretty freshly post-grad like go out there get jobs i've said on a previous episode like i think like literally getting a restaurant job like two nights a week is a great way to meet people like just go out there like you're gonna but don't do not worry about the making separate friend groups yet. Yeah. It's so not important. You're, yeah, I think you're getting ahead of yourselves, but that's great that you have that in mind. You know that you're totally. going to get sick of each other. Yeah. Great. So you both know that you're on the same page. You both clearly listen to our podcast. <laughs> so I really think that everything's going to be fine. I can't wait for I can't wait for two months from now when they're calling. Like my roommate is driving me fucking insane. I don't even call my <laughs> sister anymore. I know <laughs> you guys are going to have so much fun. I was just thinking like how lucky to move here with a built-in friend that you know you get along with. 100%. Yeah, it's great. It, it also, like, I would never say move to a city with, like, I, I'm i very much against moving here with four girls in who are roommates in, like, a new city who all went to college together and, like, taking on the new city as, like, a group of five or something. I don't like that. I just think that that's, like, a way to, like, not make new friends. Two girls, that's key. That's perfect. It's, like, you, you have yeah. somebody to do things that you don't want to do with alone but they're not always going to be free. So you're going to find other people. I think you're, you're set. You're set. Yeah. I think you killed. I think that's, you I killed think, it. and like, just, I'm so excited for you guys. That's so great. Have such a fun time. Have an amazing time. And give yourself time to adjust to a new city. Like if you're in a weekend, like I hate it here. Like you're fine. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally I fine. know so many people who like, I don't know. They give up on things too quickly. Um, give it some time. Okay. This was this. We did it Four calls. Oh okay. Um, Wait, guys, we okay. We want to make sure that everyone is aware of this. This podcast is available on YouTube. Yes. You can watch the full episodes on YouTube as well as Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening. But the entire video, like if you like, if you found us from clips on TikTok, which like, by the way, please feel free to like repost and share and send <laughs> those to people because that is so helpful to us. Yes. But you can also like watch this or listen to the show on YouTube, and we just want to make sure that that is clear to everyone. Yes. Um, leave reviews. Leave, leave reviews. Five we stars. love that. Five stars. Comment on the. Comment on YouTube. Comment on the TikToks. Like, yeah. Let's get a let's get a few more people in here. We've got like a nice little fam going. We would love to grow. So let's yeah, bring some let's more people. Yeah, let's grow. In. Um, I do and then like our people. And then obviously, um, call in with your calls. The calls are so good. Nine two nine two six nine four nine six zero. Um, that's it. We love you. Do the best. Bye. Bye.